What about your situation, Sol? Will you be staying at Tottenham? I'm staying. Hello and welcome to this week's show. Sol Campbell is a Judas traitor. This week we will be discussing Tottenham Hotspur's pre-season matches against Juventus. It was a very, very exciting match. We will also be discussing Arsenal's um, three pre-season matches so far. Um, we This week we also, or you also, did an interview with Les Ferdinand. I did. And we shall be discussing that and, and listening to that interview. Um, later on in the show we shall be discuss- we will be nominating the hero and the villain of the week so stick around for that um, but first we've got to discuss the transfer news and what's been going on with uh, all these players that you said were last week were were linked to Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal um, well there's there's been some sort of um, some ends in in these transfer stories um, or, or we, we're drawing towards the end of so that what the, the the biggest one that Arsenal fans are very excited about was Will Saliba, um, who originally looked like he was going to Arsenal. Um, then Spurs supposedly um, hijacked the deal, and he was always he was always going to Arsenal. Don't know about that, but supposedly Spurs attempted to hijack the deal. Yeah, supposedly Daniel Levy offered while the Arsenal officials were on the plane, which is quite a lovely story. We don't know if it happened, um, but in the, in the end of the day, Will Saliba's. Well, it looks like Will Sleep has chosen to go to a worse football club, which I guess some players are interplaying for bad football clubs. No. I don't understand that. He just wants to win some trophies. Yeah, and you know really. he's not going to a Spurs. He's not going to win so. many at Arsenal either. Or, 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 or is he going to play for Arsenal for the next year? Um, which seems a little weird that you're blowing your whole budget on Will Saliba when he's not going to play for you. The budget, none of the budget is coming. None of the forty-five million budget is coming out with Saliba. Um, it's all paid in instalments. Of course it is. Uh, Emery's been told this, so he has no problem with the transfer going through because he still has his budget. And supposedly, the rumours are Kronk has been giving him a bigger budget now. Mm. Do, 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 you, do you believe those rumours, really? I do slightly, considering that there was a talks of other players who we can mention soon that were the, the big bids are going in for them. And he's four players, which is what Emery's been told he's signing. Mm. And... Forty-five million for four players doesn't really make sense if some of these players are costing more than ten million. It's true. So you're 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 going to be paying in instalments for for the next fifty years, um, long after Emery's sacked as sacked as a manager, which will probably be at the end of next season. Um, but it's 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 the only way Arsenal can work as a football club right now. Um, but another example of this was is uh, of the sort of instalment um, instalment transfer fees they, they, they Arsenal trying to offer to sign players in instalments was Kieran Tierney who um, Arsenal had a £25 million offer which was according to Celtic had too many de- too many uh, add-ons depending on Arsenal qualifying for the Champions League and Celtic were not convinced that Arsenal were realistic which is quite funny in my opinion I don't know if this was the third bid or the second bid or, yeah so we saw one I don't know what bid this was one got one got rejected last week so we saw that, yeah Oh. But this that was like the third bid or something. So I'm, okay. just, I'm saying I don't know if I was offered a fourth bid with just different types of instalments. Who knows? But I think Tierney will happen. Yeah, that's a, that's it will. Will happen. He, um, he's not. He's quite cheap considering today's market. Yeah, which is, which is what um, I, I saw that Celtic were, were quite annoyed that they they're only going to get twenty only going to get twenty five million when they see like Aaron Wambasaka, who played one season in the Prem, um, is for fifty million and and that's that's a bit crazy. 
when Tierney has, has a much well, more... Well, Celtic can't really be annoyed at it. Celtic can't be annoyed at accepting an offer of only 20 well, they, they, they haven't accepted it. That, that, that's the thing. They haven't really. Um, but I'm saying they will be accepting 25 million. They just they said might. they want more. They want less ad, less instalments. Yeah, but the, they, they think that the value of him is, is higher. Maybe they'll, they'll push it out. I don't know. But, yeah. So, more of this, more along this theme of um, players appearing to reject Tottenham. Because um, I mean, obviously Tierney was Tierney was was very very slightly linked to Tottenham. It was the Sun, so you take it with a sort of a, a pinch of salt or or a, a vat of salt. Um, but uh, Danny Sebelos, who appeared, another one who sort of appeared, he was going on loan to Tottenham, but there were complications in the deal, which it now looks like he's going to Arsenal. Um, and this is it's a loan now. It is it's a loan. A loan. That, that that was one of the, one of the reasons why. Spurs um, didn't want to buy him if we, if we believe the rumours that that um, Spurs wanted an, uh, an agree to a, to a permanent deal after the long the loan period, um, which Real Madrid wouldn't accept, and Danny Seblos doesn't want because he wouldn't he wants he, apparently he sees his, he sees his long term future in Madrid, um, but so he instead he's cho- he might looks like he's chosen to go to a worse football club, which is weird. Again, players are doing that nowadays. Again. Again, he might win a trophy with Arsenal this season. He probably won't with Spurs. Mm, I think he's more likely to win a trophy with Spurs than Arsenal this season. Because well, to be fair, if he wanted to actually, no, he the reason sorry he's choosing Arsenal over Spurs is that he's guaranteed first team football much more than he would have be at Spurs. So it's not choosing a worse team. I mean, he is. It's he wants to play football and he's just he is choosing. He's not going to get that at Spurs. Whereas Arsenal, he's choosing he a worse team. It's just that. He's choosing a worse team. It's just that that um, he's going to get played more at Arsenal because you're a worse team. So it, it also shows. It shows whatever way you look at it, it shows that Arsenal are worse, basically. That was. That, so, but the thing is, the whole thing with Spurs is they didn't want to sign him because they couldn't get a permanent deal. However, there's rumours started to flutter about. I don't know how many of them are true, but then might Arsenal might be getting an option to buy at the end of this loan deal. Which I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but if it does happen, it would be quite funny well, considering Spurs were so like not really. we're not signing him on permanent and you're now you're just being Real Madrid's you're just being Real Madrid's youth development. Yeah, like so he, he's 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 getting a chance to, to, to push back his team to push 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 his players into the Real Madrid first team. Um when he's not guaranteed when you're not guaranteed the, the deal. But according to Sky Sky Sports are reporting that you're not that, that it's, there's no agreement to a permanent permanent deal and he will will just be um, Arsenal will just be a stepping stone into the Real Madrid first team. Um, However, Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal have been talking this week, Emery has been talking this week about getting deals, they're going to be taking some time, which may suggest that Arsenal are trying to work through an option to buy a deal rather than just taking it straight away. Mm. I don't know if, if that says anything about Possibly, it. Possibly, he's, but he, he also could be talking about, about other transfers because there's more... There's more um, happening. There's more like uh, negotiations to be done with other transfers, um, such as Zaha, who who like who sort of he, he said he wants to go to Arsenal for some reason. Um, another player who wants to have, have a su- has suicidal attempts for his career, um, but it seems that Arsenal can't afford him, or there's there's complications about that, and maybe Emery's referring referring to that sort of uh, mess of a deal at the moment. Well, you're saying players are wanting to leave, to leave Arsenal, signing for Arsenal a mess. No one wants to play for Spurs right now either. Really? So I mean, I, would, I don't know how much of it can be suicidal. Personally, I would want to really? play for the, for the, the Champions um, League finalists, mate. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm, Top four. You want to just play because they got to the final, and therefore you want to play for them. 
but they're not. You're not going to win anything. Oh, you will win something. And you're more likely to to win something than when you're playing on a thir- with thirty a night team like Arsenal. How come then the likes of Rose Trippier, Alderweireld was looking at leaving, uh, Ericsson was looking for a move. Uh, everyone seems to be looking for a move away. Still, well, there's one at one at a time. But Alderweireld, um, his release clause that is at the twenty-five million release clause is only active for another, another two more days um, until he. Okay, but he, will he probably put it in his contract. He probably he will was the one that asked for it. Spurs didn't put that in his contract. And they did. It was that that was in, in the deal from the start. I'm saying that was because he asked for it. Spurs didn't go. Listen, we want to put you on offer for twenty-five million. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of signing you to a new contract without well, yeah, that, that, that was about five so years ago. And he's, he's, I think he's clearly changed his mind because he's been saying about he's what been saying he about how he wants to. Um, he signed an extension a year ago. He signed an extension a year ago. He did sign an extension a year ago, but the, the extension triggered the release clause. That, that that was how the deal worked. If it was an optional one year extension, um, but if and if he signed the, the one year extension, then the, the twenty five million release clause would become active. Um, but it does seem that he's been saying about how he's committed to Tottenham and he does look like he will stay and I, I think he probably will sign a new contract um, but that, that that's the, the Toby sort of news done I think I don't, I don't think that there's much of a story there Roma were in, were in for him for a, for a little bit but for some reason they weren't, didn't want to pay his 25 million release clause um, which just seems if, if I was any any other club in the world I'd be like running to get Toby out of for 25 million it seems crazy how no one's offered offered that um, but Kieran Trippier well, you never know. You never know, I guess. You never know what happens now in the last week. Yeah, I mean, some club come, come, it's it's two days. It's not last week. So some club could come out of nowhere tomorrow and, and get it done. But they they'd have to offer the full twenty five million up front, which some clubs don't want to do. Um, and I don't really know why some else wouldn't want him. But the Kieran Trippier, just, he was a he's a deal that that's been confirmed this week um, to Atletico Madrid. We we mentioned last week in the podcast that he's been linked to Juventus and some other clubs. But Atletico the Atletico links came out the day after that we released the podcast and it was it's a bit weird. Um he's been linked with he was linked with a, a bunch of clubs. That deal happened really quickly. Really though. quickly. It was like a, a day before between the links and the and the and the actual confirmed transfer. Um well, I, with with Kondrapi, I guess I'm sort of a little sad to see him go. He's had he's been a good sub for Tottenham. He's He's got his own. He's got his flaws. He had a very poor season last year and couldn't really defend. Um, but if you think just a year ago, he did score that free kick at the World Cup, which made everyone think it was coming home. Um, but I, I, I think twenty twenty million. It's a nice deal for him. It, it, it I don't know. It ho- hope he, hope he does well in 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 Madrid. Um, no hard feelings towards him. Seems like a nice guy and all that. Um, but yeah, this isn't this isn't Spurs and Arsenal related, but. It's another Englishman that's gone abroad, and a couple of years ago there was literally not a single Englishman. It's true. Let alone in getting close to the national team, but just an Englishman. I remember it was like Ravel Morrison was the biggest English player abroad, mm-hmm. and now there's like Jaden Sancho's abroad, Trippier's now abroad. It's true. Joe Hart went abroad last year or a couple last of years ago, ago. Yeah. Which actually, I think that's good for England. I mean, I think that's good for England. I mean, for England, it doesn't really matter what happens happens with Joe Hart because he's not very good. But he he can go he can go wherever he wants. But <laughs> the England national team is not affected. Um, but it, it it says something now about England players because every other team their players all over the world. Yeah. But because the Premier League's the best league in the world, mm-hmm. no English players was leaving it. And then well, yeah, well, now well, we've got quite a few. Well, well, in the past there was like in the past there was players like Beckham who used to go to who went went to Madrid and uh, Atletico Madrid um, posted a tweet 
because um, Beckham was number 23 at Real Madrid and Kieran Trippier has chosen number 23 at Atletico um, and they they sort of comparing them to Englishmen um, with amazing right feet little do they know that they're getting a very average player um, they think that they, they think they're getting a little a little uh, David Beckham but little do they know um, in the in the news of Spurs selling selling fullbacks um, Danny Rose has was not has not travelled with the Spurs team to Singapore um, and to Shanghai um, he he um, Spurs said that he is available to to pursue options with with other clubs, um, which I've, I'll be honest, I'm very sad about. I hope it is, I hope it doesn't happen. Poch has said that if he hasn't been sold um, by the time we get, we get back from the the, pre, the preseason tour, then he will be in the squad, which is is I guess sort of nice. Um, which which is a bit contra- which is a bit contradicting with Pochettino. Because he's also said that he's not really involved in transfers that much, and he just he just does the squad, and the chairman does all the transfers. But this it seems like he's saying, yeah, he is in charge of transfers. Well, partly. I, I think he's and just I think he's, he's just he's just relaying the the transfer policy of, of Tottenham. Um, is it, it, it was it was with um, Janssen and and Nkudu as well, who were also told that they can pursue options with with other clubs. Um, but if if they haven't been sold. By the time we get get back from preseason, um, Poch said that they will be actively involved in the squad. Um, but it, well, he looks like he's going to PSG though. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't hope. I really hope it doesn't happen. It looks like it will, and I'll be very sad to see him go along with other, lots every other Tottenham fan. I'm pretty sure. I don't. Know, I've never met a Tottenham fan who doesn't like Danny Rose. Yeah, it's, it does seem like we're already signing his replacement though, which just does seem a little disconcerting to think that he's going to leave with with Ryan Sessegnon. That's how the Tierney links to Spurs started, and now it looks like that wasn't actually a thing, and now it looks like he's going. Sessignon's coming to replace him, and I don't really know much about Sessignon, but from what I can see, he's not really a left back. I've consulted with Fulham fans, and apparently he's good. So, but he's to me, he's not really a left back. That, yeah, that 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 is, is he's a more problem. More of a winger. Yeah, there's a problem. Plus, a, a left back that can play in a back five. I don't, and from what I see, from what I see, Spurs are not going to be playing on the back five next year. No, I don't think so. Well, I, the, the, I don't. The problem, I wouldn't have a problem. I don't. Sorry, I don't. I don't have a problem with Spurs signing Ryan Sessegnon. It looks like it will happen. He, supposedly, he's going to have a medical this week. Um, but I don't think that we should put him straight, throw him straight into the first team um, because he ha- he's almost completely unproven. He had one season in the Premier League where he wasn't that amazing. Didn't tear the league up. Um, got relegated and, and all that. Um, but I, I, it seems like a, a decent signing. If we sign, if we sign him and don't sell Rose, that would be really great. Um, I, I, yeah, he just seems. Like, it, 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 I guess we never know with, with English youngsters and, and Potts. You know, he he works his magic. Maybe he will with with Sessegnon. Have to wait and see, I guess. But this is what I said. No one does want to play for Spurs. Um, I don't know what you mean by that. Um, they all, Tangi, they all Tangi all and wants, wants to play for Spurs. Ericsson was looking. Ericsson was looking for an out as well. Well, so these players also all these players don't seem like they're that desperate well, to play no, for Spurs next season. Ericsson specifically even, even after no no no. If you were to say this if you were to say this a year ago, then it would make sense. This is after winning the game to the Champions League final. But Ericsson specifically Ericsson said that, that there isn't he pretty much asked only Real Madrid to go for him. because um, he he said that there wouldn't be many clubs that, that are are a step up from a significant step up from Tottenham. Um, and, and he acknowledged that, that he pre- if, if, if basically Real Madrid didn't offer him or someone like Real Madrid, then he would stay. And he, and he said that he, he said that this was a quote from the interview he gave when he said he would was looking for new challenges. Was that there aren't many boxes that, that, that Tottenham don't tick as a club. Um, he wasn't like desperate to get out. I think he wanted to leave. 
Um, I don't think he's desperate to leave. Dortmund. If you're looking for a leave, any club with the right money is where you're going to go. If you're looking to leave, any club with the right money. But he, that's the, that. If if he was desperately looking to leave, but if he was like Spurs are really, really, really good. Um, there are better clubs than Spurs, which sadly I have to acknowledge. Um, Arsenal are not one of them. Don't worry. Um, but if there, are, if, yeah, he he could go to Real Madrid. Maybe I, I, it turns out looks like Real Madrid don't really want him, and they want Pogba instead. Um, but we'll have to wait and see, I guess. With again with Ericsson. I, I but I don't think he's he's desperate to leave Tottenham or anything like that. Our players don't want to play for Tottenham. I think that's sort of a made up like sort of agenda. I made this point on Twitter though. Over the last week or so, it looked like Spurs were signing quite a few players, and Arsenal were in a bit of trouble because no one wanted to sign for Arsenal. The likes of Zaha didn't look like it was going to happen. Saliba or Sevilos, Saliba, sorry, he looked like Spurs apparently were going in for him and Arsenal looked like a bit of a mess. And then about a week later, Spurs are signing no one, selling everyone. No, we're not selling, signing Spurs no one. Spurs are look, okay, who's Spurs signing? Well, Lo Celso was, was supposedly signing. Um, he's pretty good. For what, for how much? For 70 million? 60 million or something. And, and keeping Ericsson, yeah? Possibly, but I don't know. But it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, Spurs have been linked to a lot, a lot more players. We, we, we've got a, a lot more exciting uh, season coming up than than Arsenal. Um, Arsenal sort of I, everyone I has rejected them. To be honest. I very disagree with that. Really? Future saying to the specifics of who's got a more exciting season coming up. I very much disagree that Spurs have got that. Spurs are like they can do whatever they want this season. Arsenal, on the other hand, Emery, it's a big job for Emery. Emery needs to perform. Um, We've got, we've got, we could have a fully fit defence next season. We could sign a couple of defenders. Um, if you sign Zaha, that would be good. I'm saying, also look like they've got no, an I exciting looking I, team coming I next that, season. That you used the word and "could" a, a lot season. there. You said Arsenal could do this. Arsenal could do that. Arsenal could. Spurs have signed and Dumbele. I, I literally said, <laughs> I literally said the one line of Arsenal could sign. Zaha. I mean, you, you you can play it back. You said Arsenal could could have a, have a good defense. Arsenal could sign Zaha. Like all these things are the all these possibilities. I'm saying that could I, happen. When I said Arsenal could have a, when I said Arsenal could have a fully fit defense, that's like saying Spurs could have a fully fit team next season. We, it's not like it's like a big thing. It's a it's a normal statement. It's yeah, it's but, but, but the, there are, there are far defense. too many um, too many dependent things that that, that you need to happen. For Arsenal to have a good season, that that are unlikely. Um, there are five like Zaha to happen. I don't think that will happen. Um, Arsenal aren't going to pay the eighty mil that, well, that supposedly, Palace want. So. Supposedly, suppose they were making another offer about sixty million for him. It will probably be quite a bit of instalments. But I think I, Palace I they're not going to get more than sixty million for him from any. They club. want eighty million. That, so yeah. I don't know why they. I'm saying they want that, but they're not going to get more than sixty from any club. So if Arsenal come in and give it to them, I don't see why they want to reject it. Also could also could chuck in a player if they want. Supposedly Arsenal offered them players, but they don't want Arsenal players because they're not very good. No one wants Arsenal players. Everyone's like, El Nene. They just want more money and a player. So Arsenal could offer sixty million a player now, but Zaha. I think I think you'd agree here. Palace would be stupid. Rodex a sixty million bid for him because well, they're not yeah, going to get more. Yeah, but I mean, not not that stupid that. considering they got fifty mil for for Wambasaka, um, who was a, a had what one one and a half good seasons, and Zaha is way more crucial to their team than Wambasaka is or was. Um, when, Wilfred Zaha basically makes Crystal Palace now, and he drags them through seasons quite a lot. So if they're going to sell him, they want a massive, massive fee, which in the past, like eighty mil, would look crazy. 
Um, but it's it's sort of sixty million for Zaha, fifty million for Van Bissaka. You've got one hundred and ten million now to spend yeah. on players. One hundred and ten million versus one hundred and thirty million. There's no, there's not much big uh, but difference I, there. Yeah, they, they, but there's 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 also been rumours about of about a uh, hundred mil for Zaha. But also, that I understand why Palace are putting so much pressure or putting so much uh, weight on Wilfred Zaha because he he is uh, a really 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 significant part of their team. And to sell him, they would, I mean, either have to buy a really 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 good replacement. I mean, or they would re, really, or they would really struggle and, and go not not go down, but be further well, down the league. To be fair, to be fair, their team isn't that exciting. Apart from last year, it was Wan Bissaka and, and Zaha. Their team isn't really that exciting, so they do kind of want to rebuild a bit. They've, they've got a brilliant ex uh, ex Yudo in uh, Andros Townsend. He's he's pretty good. So I don't know. I don't, and, and they have Batuari, I think, or has he gone back on loan? His, his loan ended, I think. I'm, I'm not really sure, but they're, they're... his loan's ended now. Oh, okay, but I don't know. They, if they were, yeah, if if they were, if they were to sell Zaha, they need, need to buy big, big, big replacements, um, and they want more money for that. So I understand their perspective. Um, well, the replacement for Zaha was false, and it was supposed to be Everton Suarez, um, who we talked about last week. It's supposedly also almost had the deal done or whatever. They're doing a medical. And then apparently he just isn't signing and nothing, nothing actually happened. We didn't make a bid, none of that. And people have put their nose up at him. But he, well, he was he was a man of the match in the Copper, Copper, um, Copper America final. So I didn't watch mm. it. But just just that makes a point to me. He's a Brazilian starter. So he can't be that bad if he's getting game time for Brazil. Playing in the final of the Copper America. Which is probably the second biggest game of their uh, Brazil's... Season almost, let's say, like the World Cup final and the Copa America final, the two biggest games they have. So, considering he starts and wins man of the match in it, says not much about him because it's just a single mm. game. But he, he could be a good replacement if Zaha doesn't work. So we mentioned Rose though is going to PSG, um, possibly. The he is a expert. He's a Spurs left back. An older ex-Spurs left-back, who was also linked to PSG recently. Uh, he is no longer a left-back, and no one really remembers him as a left-back. But Gareth Bale, it was the big news. It was Spurs-related, because there's rumours that he could come back to Spurs. But um, Gareth Bale is available, by looks of things. And lots of teams interested. Yeah, I mean, uh, Zinedine Zidane's been been saying some stuff about how he he basically expects him to leave. Pretty bad stuff, in my opinion. About pretty dis- disrespectful to a player who's won in the Champions League single handedly, at least probably two Champions League single handedly. Um, um, and they they pretty much but, wanted to force him out of the club, which is a bit rude, in my opinion. But not even disrespectful because of who he is. It's just disrespectful of a manager to say, "Yeah, we're looking to sell him when when clearly a deal or something hasn't been sorted." Because his agent yeah. has been like saying stuff like, "No, none of this is really happening. You shouldn't really talk about these sort of transfers." With managers, usually, if something like this happens, they may say, "Yes, we've had some offers for some players," but they won't come out and go, "Yeah, we're about to sell a player, and the deal clearly hasn't been done yet." His his agent did say did, did call Zidane a disgrace, which was very strong language, and which I, I do sort of agree with. He, ha- I mean, Zidane may be like a top manager, but his his uh, his. Interpersonal skills seem to be pretty bad, in my opinion. And he, he doesn't seem to be able to deal with players very well. 
Well, if you want to take one line, if you want to take one word from a Spurs agent, from Gareth Bale's agent's quotes, I'd also like to take the line, absolute rubbish about rumours of him re-signing for Spurs. So no, he, was, he was asked about a specific, a specific thing from Marsa. Um, who said that it, it wasn't it wasn't in general about him going to Spurs um, because I think Spurs are the if not the most realistic the, the the one that would make most sense for him as a player would make sense mm, to go to Tottenham. I would disagree. I would disagree. Well, you you would disagree, but I, I can I can I think I've, I've got a pretty pretty solid case for why it, it is true. Um, I think if you think he goes to any other club, if he goes to Bayern Munich, which is the other big club, or PSG, he can get money. For, for in terms of money, he's sorted for life, right? He's he's been he's he's six hundred k at Real Madrid. He's he's sorted. Um, wherever club he goes, he's gonna get a drop in wages, and most likely gonna be playing for a worse club because Real Madrid are one of the best clubs in the world, or probably the, arguably the best. So wherever he wherever he goes, well, they didn't. They weren't so good last year. Okay, but the, 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 wherever he goes from from Real Madrid will be a drop in quality as a club and a drop in wages. So what he can do that. So if, if he accepts that reality. Then he can go to a club where he will be the the love he will get from Spurs fans will be will just be incomparable to having to prove himself a Bayern or or or, uh, or PSG or some other crazy some other some other European club. And also, there's the fact is that what more can he do at, at a Bayern or or, uh, or another or a PSG? He's won four Champions Leagues, right? He he's he's done pretty much the the pinnacle of football four times. Well, if he's looking, so then he could go to China. Then why not go to China if he doesn't care about football anymore? I, I don't know. I don't, who who, who, who no, said who said he doesn't care about football? If he you just said he doesn't care, he doesn't need to care anymore about football. Really, he's he's won the Champions League four times. No, he's done it all. Who cares? He might as well just go back to Spurs. But if he if That's he wants to win still, if he wants to win trophies, if he still cares, he would. He's not going to pick Spurs over Bayern Munich. PSG, Juventus. That's not what I said. Sort of That's not what I said. I'm saying that if he goes to Bayern, if he goes to Bayern, he'll he can win he can win the Bundesliga for the seventh season in a row, right? That's not a, a significant achievement. No one will will remember him for that. If he comes to Spurs and helps him make helps him win the Premier League or become Premier League title challengers, right? Which I believe if he comes to Spurs, he will do that, right? Purely because of the player he is. Um, that'll be that'll be good down in, in not only in Spurs history but Premier League history, right? He can go sell his soul to China, which I I respect him too much to think he will do. Um, but if he comes to Spurs, he will have a chance to push push a team that is on the edge of success to 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 historic success and he will be loved by the fans not what well, whereas if he goes to any other club he will have to have a, a settling in time also and a setting a settling in time where, where he will where he will probably be not not if not disliked but be cautious cautiously approached by the fans whereas spurs he will be loved the second he walks in the door um and th- that is why in in, in, a, in a short thing is why i think why he should come to spurs over any other club. So pre-season's now started. Um, Arsenal's pre-season's kicked off pretty well. We've won three in a row, beating Bayern Munich finally for the first time in however many years. Um, and then we've beaten Fiorentina and Colorado Rapids. Uh, the one player that's shined throughout is, so far is Eddie Niketia. Um, he, he has scored in every game. Uh, he scored the winner against Bayern in the last minute. Uh, so he seems to be the standout player so far preseason. But then again, these sort of players always get these sort of players always get hyped up in preseason, and then it gets to the season and they don't really perform how they do. Arsenal have had this in the past so many times. I can think of a number of players like Chuba Akpom, 
um, uh, Benikafobi, the f- most famous one probably, Yaya Sanogo, um, <laughs> who, who was, who was, who was, who had a great preseason and he was not the player anyone ever expected. He now plays in probably, I think, the French second division. But other than that, Martinelli, the new signing, he started off well. He went on, a, he went on an amazing run, but didn't score. But he went on an amazing run, so that's still something to shout about. And then the other thing that the thing that's still prominent now in preseason is the defense has been quite shaky. Against Fiorentina, we gave up so many chances. The back three we were playing with was just really shaky, which is really bad signs. It was like Callum Chambers. So Arsenal team. pretty much, Arsenal have have been um have been starting starting where they left off last season, um with with a, with a really poor defense. But we have been we've been beating teams. To be fair, we we haven't actually conceded. We've only conceded one goal, but um, it's been a bit shaky the defence. So oh, to be honest, I haven't I haven't been watching Arsenal's Arsenal's um, preseasons. I've I've been more to, I've been consumed watching the Spurs thrilling matches of, against Guess Juventus. What? I haven't been watching Spurs' preseasons either. That that that's your loss because you missed out on one of the greatest preseason matches of all time, um, in when Spurs played Juventus, um, and we for the first half with a mostly acad- academy um, graduate team, um, we're leading them one 0 which was very exciting. Goal from Lamella, um, all that lovely stuff. Then then De Ligt came on, um, De Ligt and, and and then and then within seconds it was amazing. Within seconds, Lucas Mora scored the goal, which sort of pro- probably gave uh, De Ligt flashback flashback to that to that last minute at Ajax. Felt sorry for the guy. Probably got PTSD after that, off that moment. Um, but the, the game sort of was was pretty. It was thought, looked, looked like it was going to penalties. Then in the last minute of the game, um, the Bulls, uh, Adrian Rabio, who who was linked to Tottenham for a while, and said that thought he was too big to go to Tottenham. He thought he was. <laughs> he thought Tottenham were, were not a big enough club for him. Um, loses the ball on the halfway line. First time, Harry Kane. Lobs Wojciech Szczesny, the ex-Arsenal goalkeeper, who's he still goes on about how much he loves he likes Arsenal for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Arsenal don't like him very much, but the it was just a sort of brilliant moment and probably one of the best goals Harry Kane has ever scored. Sadly, it's only in pre-season, and he'll probably do it, and he'll probably do it again again in the, in the derby or something. That that would be nice, but just to to, to do it to Wojciech Szczesny, Harry from the halfway line, give Give, gave people flashbacks to Naeem from the halfway line, um, but it, it's pretty pretty nice stuff. Probably the best preseason match I've ever seen. Um, much better than than Arsenal, um, but yeah, that, that 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 that's that's first season first preseason so far. We've we have only played one match, but it's been very exciting. If it continues like this, we've got we've got a great uh, preseason coming along. Um, so this week I was at a Bournemouth versus QPR game. Um, pre-season um, in the director's box and facts um, Ooh. I know fancy and um, I and this Ferdinand was there because he's currently the director of football at QPR so I caught up with him and spoke to him about Spurs' season and how, how and, and a variety of other topics so here it is um, so we've got Les Ferdinand here uh, you are currently director of football at QPR. Yes. And you used to be a Spurs ex-Spurs player and ex-Spurs coach. Yes, correct. Um, so, first thing I wanted to say was, uh, currently they've introduced a Rooney rule, and you personally, being a person of, I hope you don't mind me saying, person of colour and all that, they've introduced a Rooney rule, and 
you've, you've kind of, you're involved in coaching and football management. I just wanted to know, what's your opinion on this? Do you think this is kind of the right way forward and all that? I think one of the things we were, which what has been discussed in the past is that um, ethnic minority uh, BME uh, background people were not getting an opportunity to get through the door and get an interview. At least with the Rooney rule, um, you, you get through the door, you might not get the job, but at least someone you get an opportunity to interview and, and, and someone might not take you, but they might recommend you to someone else and say, look, you know, we didn't take him, but he knew very, very extremely well. Um, I would recommend him to, to someone else. And until we get that process going and uh, are able to get through the door and at least get an interview, um, we're going to struggle to get people into positions. Okay, um, so you obviously you played with Sol Campbell because this podcast is named after Sol Campbell. <laughs> you obviously played with Sol Campbell and you were also in the team that played against him when he first came back to Arsenal afterwards. What is your What was your experience before with him and what is your experience now or afterwards, after, after he did what he did? So me and Sol have always been good friends. Um, you know, when I, when I joined Spurs, we, we, we had a camaraderie because we played, to, we played with, uh, for England together. Um, so I'd always been buddies with Sol, um, and obviously when I went to Spurs, he was he, he was captain. He was he was a great player. He did really well. And then when he when he abducted and went to um, to Arsenal, um, when he got kidnapped and went to Arsenal, um, obviously things changed. But we still remain friends. And you know, football is about football. People do what's the best thing for their careers. He thought moving to Arsenal was the best thing. A lot of Spurs people didn't. But he did. Um, you know, in fact, I saw him today, unfortunately, at Justin uh, Edinburgh's um, uh, uh, memorial service. Had a chat with him, and he's he's doing okay in management. He's done well at Maxfield. So obviously, it's Justin Edwards. It was Justin Edwards' funeral recently today. Um, I just want to know you've played with him and obviously and all that. And what is kind of what was your experience with him? How what was the moment you might remember of, of being with him? Justin was a, a, a real down to earth. Um, type of character gave his all um, wore his heart on his sleeve and, and demanded that from his colleagues as well um, sadly missed because the last such time I saw Justin I, you know just a, a couple of years ago we did our pro licence together so I was in uh, I was in contact with Justin and he, he spoke to me about perhaps loaning a couple of our players so I was always in co- contact with Justin and um, always found him to be one of the one of the nice guys in football one of the down to earth hard working um, you know, there's certain players that get through football on their abilities. Certain certain football footballers that grit, determination. Obviously, they've got ability, but they have a grit and a determination that was certainly just a, um, a really, really good fella. Hey, and just lastly, what's your what's your expectations for Spurs this season? Do you think they can do anything? And, and Arsenal maybe? Yeah, I, mean, I think you know Spurs seem like they're spending money. Uh, I think Pochettino put his cards on the table and said, uh, "Daniel, leave you if you want me to remain here. You need to start." coughing up some dough he's done that and they've, they've brought some exciting players so it'll be interesting to see what it's, it's still a bit early to say because I think they'll lose a couple because it seems like a couple of players that want to leave whether they'll go and how they replenish those those positions uh, remains to be seen but um, you know they went really close this year in, in terms of getting to the Champions League final they're still in the top four it's now for me that Pochettino perhaps has got a great reputation He's had a great reputation since he's been at Tottenham. But now, at some stage, you need to be putting some silverware on the table. So, hopefully, they'll be able to do that. And I'm sure Arsenal will enjoy the Europa League again this season. Oh, come on. <laughs> he just asked me how they'll do Arsenal. I don't think they'll do it. They'll do you, enjoy do you, it. Do you, think, do, you, do you think the top four Arsenal stars this season, do you think it's going to be close to the top four? Yeah, I think the top four will be close this season. 
but I think Tottenham will just pep it again. Do you want Arsenal to spend? I think so. Yeah, you know, um, looking at Arsenal, yeah, you know, manager obviously will look, uh, assess the squad uh, that he's seen over the last year. I'm sure he wants to add to it. Um, he, there's loads of rumours that he wants to add to it. And I think for them to finish in the top four, they need to add to it. Hey, thank you so much. Pleasure. So there it was. That was the interview. Um, he, 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 he talked about a couple of interesting things there. Um, the first thing I think we should mention is the BME, BAME stuff and the Rooney Rule stuff that you talked about. Because he, he is involved specifically in um, hiring managers, being a director of football, and him also being a person of colour. Um, he, his point that he tried to make was that it, 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 the people weren't getting opportunities, which from our perspective, we didn't know much. We didn't know what, what interviews were happening, but he clearly has some insight. Um, I think he he um he he made an he made an interesting point and was saying that even if um you don't get the job at the interview um they could pass you on to another person which was a point that we didn't make in in our in our podcast about it which I think is a very interesting point um and I think is actually true. Um, I think it's quite interesting because I don't think people think like that. I don't think fans think um how owners work and how these people work like you if you'll get people going to your interview and then you'll recommend them to another club who'll come and speak to you like a normal job interview works but for football managers it it doesn't seem that way because they're all rivals they're all competing with each other whereas what he's saying is yeah we recommend we do these we we might not accept but here you go he he was actually a good he was a good man for the job qpr themselves have actually hired um um previously um, a a two, manager of colour. Well, two, they didn't. In, two of them. Well, Les Ferdinand was hired as a caretaker manager, but they actually went out and hired Chris Ramsey. So I don't know how much of a role he had though in hiring Chris Ramsey, um, which mm. he obviously which they did. Um, but I think his point and he thinks it's a step in the right direction, which is what most people were saying. Um, which is what so, I was saying the whole podcast, the, the, the whole podcast again and again and again. Um, if you want, you can go, go go listen back to our first episode. Yeah. Um, another point he made, though, which um, I think the main point I wanted to talk to you about was Pochettino, his opinions on Spurs and Pochettino this season. Because um, he said Spurs are spending but need to win a trophy, basically. And I think everyone says this, and you can you say you see this every year. People go, "This is Spurs' season. This is it. This is the miracle break season for Spurs." But this season seems like mm-hmm. I know it's a I know it's annoying to say it again, but people seem to be saying, and and this was coming from Les Ferdinand. He was seen to be saying this season Spurs Pochettino needs to win a trophy to to really to really clarify himself as a top top manager and someone that. Um, proves his reputation because he has a good reputation people think he's a good manager he just hasn't proved it enough yet and it was the same with Klopp for a couple of years at Liverpool he wasn't he didn't win anything and then he finally well, he, well this year he won the Champions League and I think he pre, he's proved himself as a top top manager now Klopp so I think Pochettino it's now his turn to go to do this no, I, I don't think that this that Poch needs to prove himself to anyone Poch has, Poch has already proven himself as, as a top top manager I don't think Winning it, winning as much as nice as winning an FA Cup would be. Um, I, I think Spurs will probably win a cup this year. 
Um, I don't think it's it's to to prove Poch as a, as a good manager or not or, or anything like that. I think Poch has proven himself by what he's done with Tottenham Hotspur, um, taking them from from a club that that is fifth and sixth and and basically a, a, a banter club. Everyone everyone did laugh at Tottenham as the, there's the, the famous quote from Sir Alex Ferguson said, uh, "Lads, it's Tottenham at half time." Um, and and yeah, but um, Pochettino's success at Tottenham has, hasn't included trophies so far. I hope it will. I don't think that Poch's success is, is dependent on on um, on trophies, which is isn't exactly what what Les Ferdinand said. But th- there is a point where, where Poch does not, does need to win trophies. Um, I think we will. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I, I think the Poch's legacy of Tottenham is secured. You could you could win a trophy. I, I hope. I, I hope as well. I hope. I hope, and I think. I think we will. Do you have a trophy um, in mind? I think we've got. We've got a, um, a t- the Premier League or the Champions League. We'll be realistic. Be realistic. I know. Stop. Stop making so many jokes. Um, we need to be kind of be realistic here. Um, <laughs> if we sign Gareth Bale, I think we can win the league. Full stop. You can you can you can edit it out there. You can leave that. You, you can pl- play it back to me at the, at, the end, at the end of the season. If we sign Gareth Bale, I think we can win the league. Also, could win the league this season. Okay, and 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 uh, and cars and, and pigs could fly, but um, I think we've got to be realistic here. Arsenal not in the league. Spurs are on the on the edge of success. Spurs, for for a large point, large while of of last parts of last season, Spurs were challenging Liverpool and City on literally not half the budget, on zero percent of the budget. <laughs> you have to think that once Spurs start investing in their squad, we've signed Don Blair already. If we sign Gareth Bale, um, we could sign Lascelles as well. You have to think Spurs are a serious contender for the title, um, and that that this is what investment in the window. Turn, does to a club it's what Liverpool did last year um, I think Spurs are doing it and they will do it and Spurs could win the league next year okay, um, you, but, you made yeah. a point there earlier about me saying could a lot and I think you've been just been saying could quite a few times there Spurs could sign Gareth Bale they could win the league they could win a trophy Spurs could do all, all of these things but I don't think Spurs will because it's not it's not it's not the Spurs way they, they, they're far less 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 unlikely than Arsenal having a good defence and signing Wilfred Zaha and signing and, and everything going well for Arsenal. I'm I'm saying if one thing goes right, if Gareth Bale signs for Tottenham, that is, Spurs will Spurs are turned from uh, a, a solid top four team, which is what we are now, to serious title contenders. Um, yes, sir. if Spurs win a trophy, if Spurs sign Gareth Bale, Spurs could win the league. It's it's still a could. It's a one. It's a one. It's a one could. It's one could. It's, it's not like well, five. No, is what the, other, the other could is. The other could is if Spurs sign Gareth Bale. Spurs could sign Gareth Bale. No, is it? Yeah, I think I think as I, as I, as I explained earlier, I think it's the but, best option for him. But he's but he's injury prone. But Gareth Bale's injury prone as well. So it's also implying Gareth Bale could be fit all season. No, I, I think even even if he isn't fit at Tottenham, his, the effect of him being a world class player who's won four Champions Leagues and is is a, the effect of him the effect of him being at Tottenham. Makes Tottenham think that they that they are title contenders, and it loses that inferiority complex which Tottenham have had for years, um, and and it just it just pushes us to the edge of being title contenders. I think none of this matters anyway. He's not signing for Spurs. Let's finish this podcast off now with the hero of the week and the villain of the week. So the hero of the week this week, we've had a couple of couple of um, nominees. Let's say um, Kawasaki FC. I think they're called. I think it's FC. Yeah. Anyway, Kawasaki... No, it's someone else. Kawasaki, whoever they were, the Japanese team beat Chelsea this week, which I think is quite funny because Chelsea are 
hoping to at least at least think they can challenge for top four. If they can't beat Kawasaki, then Arsenal are really looking for a good chance of top five this season. Um, <laughs> but the hero of the week winner this week is Paddy Power for their movement. I don't know how much of a hero move it is, but they have shirt. Hashtag save our shirt. Um, which is removing kit sponsors from, or at least removing betting sponsors from kits. They released a fake kit, which Huddersfield actually wore, which was quite funny. I think that was part of the movement and part of their publicity there. Um, Paddy Power um, put this huge sash across the kit, which which is against the rules anyway. You're not allowed to have that size. Um, but Paddy Power... Um, have now released the new shirt with no sponsor on it. Um, I sh- although I assume they are still sponsoring the kit somehow, just not on the sponsor. Um, Arsenal fans have got Arsenal as a club. Sorry, have got a bit of a connection to, Hud- to Huddersfield through Herbert Chapman. Have you? Well, Huddersfield were the first team to win back-to-back league titles, and then Herbert Chapman, who was the manager of that team, came over and became the second greatest Arsenal manager of all time. So maybe Arsenal's next season won't have a kit sponsor along with Huddersfield. But I doubt that because Cronky doesn't care. He just wants the money. So for the villain of the week, um, this week we're going with the fans of Real Madrid Football Club. Um, you may think this is a bit of a weird one, a bit of a stretch. Um, but the, the, in my opinion, the, the treatment of Gareth Bale, um, a player who was who they, they, they're trying to force out the club. It's, it's not only Zinedine Zidane who's had poor um, behaviour towards Gareth Bale. Pretty much a majority of the, of the Real, Madrid, Real Madrid fans who have been booing booing Bale and wanting him out of the club. This player won them the Champions League with an overhead kick in the final. Any other club, he would be remembered as a, as a legend of the football club. But Real Madrid only, he gets booed and, and they, they, they attacked his car or something crazy. Um, Real Madrid have a history of doing this with they, they, booed, they booed Cristiano Ronaldo, the probably second or, or best footballer of all time. They booed him. They 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 Ike Casillas. They try to get him get him at the club. A legend of the club. They clearly are pretty much disgusting fans. Um, and for this for that reason, they are the villain of the week or villains of the week. Okay, so that was it for this week's podcast. Um, but we've re- we've just started a fantasy football league this week. If anyone wants to join, um, go to our Twitter or our Instagram, and you will see the code there. Um, please, please, please do join. Please, please rate us five stars on iTunes if you do. Any new people, that would be very appreciated. And follow us on the Twitter and Instagram. Um, so that was it. Sol Campbell is a hero. Come on, come on, come on. Sol Campbell!